When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A developing story into NFL Live with some major news out of Buffalo. Bill star receiver Stephon Diggs was not on the field with his teammates for the start of mandatory minicamp today. The absence came as a surprise to the media who asked head coach Sean McDermott why Diggs was not practicing. His answer left us with more questions than answers. Take a listen. Steph is not here. Um, everybody else is here at the current time. How concerned are you about that? Oh, very concerned. Very concerned. Internally, we're we're working on some things, um, not football related. Um, but you know, Steph, he's my guy. I, I excuse my love him. He's, he's a brother of mine. This does not work without him. We, we wish he was in here today and was out there on the field with us. And that's that's not the case. But I've got his back no matter what. You know, in order to accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish, we need him. I'm going to do everything in my power to to make sure that we can we can get him back. I think we're just as a as an organization maybe not communicating the right way. With, with everything so I want to get back on the same page with him and again he makes me a better quarterback and I feel like I make him a better receiver and you know there's a lot more out there for us to be had I've got no doubts that that we will figure out what's going on and make no mistake but he's a Buffalo Bill and you know we're, we're gonna work it out this this is what it is right now um, I'm not sweating it um, I love him and uh, that's my brother right there some fascinating words indeed right there from Josh Allen and frankly John McDermott as well as we welcome you into NFL Live. Tim Hassel back here. We've got Ryan Clark. We've got Adam Schefter. I'm Field Yates. And Schefter, I think everybody is wondering, how did we get to where we are right now? Well, Field, there's been a lot of speculation about Stephon Diggs being unhappy in Buffalo for weeks and maybe even months now. And all along, people have denied it. But then, lo and behold, today, he's not present for the mandatory minicamp. And you heard the men on the clips there, Sean McDermott, himself said he's very concerned about him not being there. And Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, said that they're working through some issues. So clearly, something is wrong in Buffalo. Now, Stephon Diggs, according to his agent, Adisa Bakari, is in Buffalo, has been in Buffalo all week long, took a physical yesterday, was there this morning, sent home, will be back tomorrow, and in the words of his agent, will be there for the entirety of the minicamp, though he wasn't there today. And so clearly there will be discussions and meetings tomorrow and the rest of the weekend for however long it takes for Buffalo to work this out. But there have to be discussions, more discussions between Stephon Diggs, Sean McDermott, the general manager, Brandon Bean, and maybe even Josh Allen about whatever issues are bothering Stephon Diggs. But clearly something is. Yeah, and Tim, it feels like we certainly have lots more to learn about this situation. But based off what we've heard and know so far, what's your reaction? I mean, my initial reaction is like, before you can fix a problem, you've got to diagnose the problem yeah. and kind of figure out what it is. And so I guess if we're just going to kind of say, like hearing Josh Allen, you know, Josh Allen, it sounds like it doesn't feel like the issue is with him. Yeah. The issue does not appear to be money. And so now all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, it's with the team in some regard. And so does that mean it's with a coach? And so my reaction to it is this. When it becomes personal and there, there's uh, a difference of opinion about how a player's used or he's getting the ball, not getting the ball enough, or things like that, that happens. It's got to get worked through. You then have to regain yeah. trust. 
Mm. because the season is a marathon and you're going to run into adversity. And so that would be my biggest fear for how this, however this plays out is let's say he gets on good terms with the team. He's in a good spot with whoever he's upset with. Well, then all of a sudden you get to, you know, week 15, you don't get the ball and you lose a game and it's a problem. Well, how does that then manifest? That's where I think the concern should be for the Bills. My question is, what happened to good old-fashioned lying? Whatever happened to that? <laughs> Whatever happened to a coach it's not stepping the up to the anymore. microphone and lying? What happened to a quarterback stepping up to the microphone and lying? Nothing is wrong. We have no concerns. We are working through this as a team. No further comment. Mm. Whatever happened to that? And so now we're left to deal with the speculation of trying to read in between the lines. And I think what Tim said is very important. It's about trust. And Stefan Diggs has shown a little bit of displeasure with certain things that have gone on, especially at the end of seasons with the Buffalo Bills. And now that it's carried over into the offseason, into him missing time during a mandatory minicamp, it's a problem. And then when you come out and say and admit, we got a problem, it's even a bigger problem. Mm. And so now it's about Sean McDermott, it's about Brandon Bean, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, sitting together and figuring out how they can move forward in mm -hmm. the 2023 season. And here's why. Josh Allen ain't lying. Mm. He makes Stephon Diggs a better wide receiver. But what he was even more factual about is that Stephon Diggs makes him a better quarterback. He needs to be in that locker room, and they need to work this out. And listen, we know it's not money, or it doesn't seem to be money, because he signed an extension last year, and because of the acceleration, it makes trading him exceedingly difficult, if not impossible. So it doesn't appear to be a money-related issue. It's a wide receiver, so it's fair to always wonder, does he feel like he's gotten the ball enough? Does he feel like he's gotten the ball enough at certain parts of the game? Stephon Diggs, because he's so great, has always wanted the football more. Maybe it's something like that. And we've heard people in the Bills organization repeatedly deny that it has anything to do with a personal nature between Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. So we'll take them at their word for that. But there you see the most guaranteed money in the NFL for a wide receiver. Stephon Diggs right on right that there. list. Yeah. So it can't be the money. It doesn't seem to be. So clearly something is bothering him, which has irritated the Bills, which has brought us to the spot where he's not at mandatory minicamp today after he was in attendance. But the two sides, for whatever reason, can't agree on whether or not he should be there with more discussions to be had starting Wednesday. And one of the things you heard about Josh Allen saying, you know, maybe the team could communicate better. And I usually when that stuff happens is somebody's unhappy, you leave at the end of the season, and then it never gets settled. Mm. You know, guys, mm -hmm. guys got to go on their way. Yep. Coaches get busy with off-season projects. And next thing you know, it's like, hey, hold on a second. We ended the season with me screaming at the top of my lungs about not getting the ball more, whatever the issue was. And the next thing you know, it was just like, yep, season ended, we're moving on. I'll catch you in June. And for a lot of guys, that just festers. You know what I mean? Just builds up. And now yeah. all of a sudden, maybe becomes a bigger issue than it even ever needed to be. You know, perhaps one of the most fascinating parts of this is what RC highlighted from the jump, which is that normally these kind of situations can be easily avoided because 
Nobody talks about them. Instead, the Bills have kind of invited all of this. Phil? Yeah, yeah, RC, it's the easiest Phil, thing to do. Phil, just tell a lie. Yeah, hey, they said, hey, they, they opened their doors. They welcomed us into this situation, which is so often not the playbook <laughs> that teams follow. Not the only big-name wide receiver in the news, though, is Stephon Diggs-Shefty, as there is another story surrounding a big-time wide receiver. What's the latest you are hearing around free agent DeAndre Hopkins? Feel this visit with the Tennessee Titans has wrapped up. Spent Sunday and Monday there meeting with Titans players, coaches, getting a feel for the organization and what it might be like. Now, after visiting with Tennessee, he'll move on to a visit with New England, which is scheduled for this week. And so there you have the two visits with the two teams that right now are publicly discussing the idea of adding him. We'll see whether or not DeAndre Hopkins has a mutual interest in signing with one of those teams. And earlier this offseason, we heard that Jonah Williams wanted to be traded. He had not attended the voluntary workouts or OTAs, but he was at the mandatory minicamp, in part because the CBA is punitive to the players who are not there. Mm. So Jonah Williams was back in attendance, not happy. He wasn't traded. He remains on the Bengals roster. The Bengals do not seem to be willing to deal him at this point in time, not unless they can get fair value, and they have it. Chris Jones, the four-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle, not at the Chiefs' mandatory minicamp. He's got one year left on a deal. The cap number is over $24 million. So the truth of the matter is both sides need to get something done. Chris Jones wants to get paid and the Chiefs need more cap relief, which they could do by giving Chris Jones an extension, which, by the way, they're open to doing. And Saquon Barkley talked this week about the idea that he does not appreciate that numbers of his contract negotiations have been leaked to the media. He left open the idea that he would not be reporting anytime soon, and he did say that he's ready to sign a deal as long as it's a deal that's fair to both sides, which has not happened yet, which is why he's not at mandatory minicamp today because he's not under contract yep. and cannot be there, and the two sides have until July 17th to work out a long-term extension where Saquon will be left with no other choice but to spend the season on the franchise tag at just north of $10 million for the upcoming season. And, Sheffy, this is, of course, the story surrounding the Giants right now, which is why head coach Brian Dayball was asked about Saquon Barkley's absence and the ongoing contract situation earlier today. Relative to, I know you probably asked a couple of Saquon questions, my position hasn't changed on that uh, from a couple weeks ago. Uh, every conversation that I have about Saquon will be private. Are you planning as if he's going to be there? I'm you just planning for today. What? I'm just planning for today. Have a good practice. Well, you're obviously able to do roster construction now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about today right now, Jordan. Can, because he's so important to the team, can something like that become a distraction eventually? From your experience as a coach. <sighs> I'm just focused on today, Pat. You guys couldn't figure it out. Brian Dayball spent a long time coaching under Bill Belichick. Uh, keeping Saquon and Daniel Jones together will be paramount for Brian Dayball and the G-Men's offensive success. Look at Daniel Jones' 34 regular season starts where Saquon has been active. He's thrown 27 more touchdowns and interceptions in those games. Comparatively, Jones has more picks than touchdowns in his 19 starts without Saquon in the lineup, all while averaging much fewer passing yards per game. So, R.C., the numbers sort of told you part of the story, but why do you think that Saquon is so pivotal to the success of Daniel Jones? Because Daniel Jones doesn't do that much. 
Is that enough <laughs> or not? Uh, well, let me go a little deeper. If you look into last year, Saquon Barkley, almost 300 carries, 1,300-plus yards. He also had 50-plus receptions. And so that's Daniel Jones, who averaged the shortest yards per attempt last year. So we saw that Brian Dayball tried to reel him in to keep him from making those mistakes, help him protect the football in the pocket. And Bees sent me over this stat. They used play-action pass the fifth most in the entire league. You want me to tell you when play-action pass doesn't work? When ain't nobody scared of your running back. If you don't have a running back that can threaten the defense and with Saquon Barkley even be a guy that can hit a home run, you don't have to bite on the run fakes as much as you have to do when you're playing the New York Giants. When you think about what they were last year, they were a run-first team that moved into play action and allowed Daniel Jones to move the pocket, which also keeps him from having to make bad decisions, protect the ball in the pocket, and now he can use his legs. It is paramount that these two men are together, but I also believe that Saquon Barkley is happy. So if I'm the Giants, I'm doing everything that it takes to put a deal together that allows us to be happy as well as him because he's the most pivotal part of this offense and the most pivotal part that pertains to Daniel Jones' success. He's easily the best player on that offense. Like, mm -hmm. there's no discussion about it. He had over 350 touches. You know, RC talked about just the, the involvement that he's had in that offense. Over 350 touches, which accounted for more than 40% of their touches. I mean, look, he was their offense, plain and simple. And a running back, even though they've been devalued in the NFL, can have as much of an impact, uh, you know, on a team's production more, more so than anybody other than the quarterback. And that's what they have. He is a special back on an average team. Mm. That's what he is. And he makes them more than average because he's that good. We had the graphic up earlier about, you know, Daniel Jones with and without him. Like, th that right there is the – I mean, a lot of times we search for stats to, to make the point. Like, that is as clear as day. Yeah. He's a Dark. better quarterback. We were just talking about with Stephon Diggs and, and Josh Allen. He is a better quarterback when Saquon Barkley's on the field. Special back – at a position in which the salaries have been flat, if not depressed. Yeah. So there is the quandary for the Giants to figure out. At a time when running back salaries seem to be going down, if anything, you're talking about a special back who wants to be treated like a special back. And so when he says what he does on Sunday after his youth football camp in Jersey City, it's really his last chance to publicly issue some words that the organization will hear. He's not speaking to the media, he's speaking through the media, and his message is he wants to be taken care of or the team is gonna have some issues on its hands. And the key date to keep in mind here is July 17th. That's the date that they have to get something done by. So when he speaks up last Sunday, that gives both sides over one month to try to figure out a fair deal for both sides that will keep the special back happy and keep that team with the special player who is vital to that offense. Yeah, 34 days until July 17th. I gotta say, Saquon Barkley has really offered measured and thoughtful perspective talking about his contract. I've been impressed about the way that he has gone about speaking about a situation that when you go public, it can get a little bit messy. I don't think it's gotten to that point yet for, uh, for the Giants and Saquon, but uh, 34 days to find out what the end resolution will be. We have lots more ahead here on NFL Live. Joe Burrow and the Bengals look to negotiate a new deal for the star quarterback to stay in Cincinnati. But is Burrow looking to reset the market or keep key contributors on the team? Plus, with Dalvin Cook out, major questions surround the future in Minnesota. 
But is Kirk Cousins enough to overcome it all? Someone here thinks perhaps he is. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tonight we'll have the final two parts of the four-part 30 for 30, The Luckiest Guy in the World. The film continues the unprecedented look into the life of basketball Hall of Famer Bill Walton. It all starts at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN. And if you missed parts one and two last Tuesday night, they were tremendous. You can always watch them anytime on ESPN+. Plus. Vikings minicamp is underway and all-world wide receiver Justin Jefferson, who's eligible for an extension, by the way, is present as you see right there. Jefferson has the most receiving yards for three seasons in NFL history. He's due for a raise. Here's his head coach, Kevin O'Connor. I mean, his, uh, I, I told him this morning, you can, you can just tell when he's, uh, you know, walking the halls in our building, just the energy and, and uh, the juice that he brings, he was in great shape moving around today like I expected him to be. Uh, mentally still really sharp. I mean, we're really, we're quite a few insoles in on formations and certain plays. And um, he was able to jump right back in there and really kind of absorb some of the new things we're doing as well as, uh, you know, his role, which is a pretty special one in our offense. All right, so Shefty, the Vikings want to have Justin Jefferson around for a long time, but they made plenty of changes this offseason. What are some of those notable changes? Well, you saw last week the team moved on from Dalvin Cook, but that really was just the start or the finishing point of where they've made so many moves this offseason. Take a look at some of the notable offseason departures. I mean, this is an extensive list of some players who meant an awful lot to that organization in the short and long term. And it's interesting because it leaves this team at a time where Green Bay is moving on from 35 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play in a position where are they moving forward? Mm. Are they hitting pause? Are they stepping back? How are they handling this when Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his contract and the organization seems willing to allow him to test the free agent market? So here you see all these veterans now out the door. Could be more changes at quarterback coming in the coming year. And this organization seems to be at something of a crossroads during an offseason in which they followed a successful rookie year for Kevin O'Connell. RC, a lot of successful names on that list. I hate to sound potentially dismissive, but forgive me for this moment. Do you think these changes actually matter in Minnesota, or can this team be okay? Yeah. 
hell no, these changes don't matter. <laughs> Phil, you can do whatever you want. You know what you can do, Phil? Wow. You can have, like, Kyle Rudolph and Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs in the prime of their career. Oh, wait. Still had Kirk Cousins. Or you Ooh. can have Adam Thielen and <laughs> Justin <laughs> Jefferson Not and Hawkinson <laughs> and K.J. Osborne. And you could – oh, crap. You still going to have Kirk Cousins. Or you can get, like, four Pro Bowl years from Dalvin Cook. God dang it. We still going to have Kirk Cousins, which means you'll still be in Super Bowl purgatory. But it's okay because you can be good and Kirk Cousins can make some plays. And then you can play the wild card Giants and Saquon Barkley can have a good day. And your defense cannot be so good. And Daniel Jones can finally throw for over 230 yards. But guess what? You got Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne and, and you have Hawkinson and all Delvin Cook. And you got fourth down. Oh, dang it. Kirk Cousins threw it short of the sticks. Now our season is over. I just don't believe that Kirk Cousins is that quarterback. And I think that the Minnesota Vikings feel the same way. When is it that your franchise guy, a guy that just led you to a division title, a guy that just put you in the playoffs, gets to play on the last year of his contract? That happens when you're unsure of his future. That happens when you're unsure if you want him to be your franchise quarterback going forward. That's where Kirk Cousins is because that's where Kirk Cousins has been. Yeah, I think Ryan and I would disagree on the type of quarterback Kirk Cousins is and what you can accomplish with him as your quarterback. I think what's interesting here that when you look at the Vikings is in the change, and Adam alluded to this, in the change in the division where Aaron Rodgers, you know, is, is no longer there. Like, who's the favorite in this division? Is the Detroit Lions? Like, is it FBI maybe? Says so. I mean, yeah, like, that's probably who it is. And maybe if you expect the defense to play much better in Chicago, potentially them. And that's why I think this change of, like, hey, we're resetting this thing right now when, you know, when you look at where they were, uh, look, that's the part that's strange to me. Look, they were linked to quarterbacks. Uh, in the draft, you know, their name, you know, kept coming up every time that, you know, he was trying to project where guys would go in mock drafts. Yeah. So clearly they want to go a different direction. They feel like resetting it now is the way to do it, but it feels like a year too early in my opinion. Yeah, it's really interesting though because they were 11 and 0 in one score games last season, which can be misleading towards your success, right? Like maybe this team wasn't as good as the record suggested right now or last year, excuse me, which would be reason to potentially do some of the retooling they have done this offseason cleaning up the books. Of course, that Justin Jefferson extension will cost them a whole bunch of money, deservedly so. Uh, coming up, Odell Beckham Jr. got paid like a number one. But can OBJ still be a top pass catcher on a title contending team? See why RC still has some concerns in Baltimore leading into the season. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I don't think there's any argument right now. It's Pat. Tell somebody tell somebody has a better year than, than he's had. Uh, he's the one to knock off. All right, so even Joe Burrow is not disputing Patrick Mahomes as the top quarterback. As for the teams, here's where ESPN analytics think they stack up. The Chiefs and Bengals have battled it out for conference bragging rights in the AFC title game each of the last two seasons, so no surprise, both squads are amongst the favorites to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Buffalo, of course, very much in the conversation as well. Burrow was asked about his own contract at Bengals minicamp earlier today. I think I've given you guys all the information that I'm comfortable with sharing about that process. So as far as questions go about that, probably won't just probably save that for another time. No questions anymore, huh? (laughs) I've heard Joe Burrow's going to keep growing his hair until an extension is done. Uh, Shefty, a payday coming from Burrow. Jamar Chase will be extension eligible next year. T. Higgins, extension eligible now, looking to get paid. How are the Bengals going to handle all these contracts? Well, listen, this requires advanced planning, and teams know that they prioritize these players, and they plan for this day for a long time. Now, it's not going to be easy to keep T. Higgins. Look, we know they're not letting Joe Burrow go. You're not going to let Jamar Chase go, and T. Higgins is still one of the top wideouts in the game. And so there are people around the league who believe that there is a way for the Bengals to keep all of them. And we didn't see T. Higgins traded during the offseason. We saw the Bengals deny that that possibility would even happen, and they were true to their word. And so in their minds, I think that they'd like to find a way to keep T. Higgins, because he's really the guy we're talking about here. The other Mm -hmm. two aren't going anywhere. And these types of situations require and get years of planning. The Bengals have been preparing for it. We'll see if they can actually execute it. Tim, just think back to last year. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill both traded. The reality of being good is you can't keep everybody. So, maybe not necessarily exactly this year, but at some point, the Bengals' core is going to be broken up a little bit, not Chase and Burrow. Is there pressure to win now as a result of that? I do think that, you know, you go back to the end of the season, there was so much talk. T. Higgins is going to get moved. T. Higgins is going to get moved. Can't keep them, can't keep all three of them. You got to plan for the future. Yeah. And I think that, that that there was a shift with that. And I think, look, maybe it's part of what Adam's alluding to and in the, in the fact of, look, maybe there's a creative way to keep everybody. So I, while I don't think that, like, the window is, hey, next year while we have this three, Uh, I do think there was an acknowledgement there at that point to say, wait, why do we need to break this up a year earlier than than we have to? And and just kind of to piggyback on Adam's point about potentially keeping them all. Oftentimes when you're looking at a quarterback that's getting towards the end of his rookie deal and you're trying to figure out, can he or can't he play? Well, there's no question on Burrow. It's just like there was no question on Patrick Mahomes. And so on Patrick Mahomes, look, sign him to a 10-year deal. Give him... $500 million like you do the same thing with Burrow and just continue to push it out and push it out because you know he's going to be a great player for a long time and that will help you put the pieces around him. 
one, we can clearly see that Joe Burrow went to LSU because he has graduated from the Ryan Clark School of Answering Mini Camp Questions. <laughs> I ain't saying nothing else. Buffalo Bills take notice. Now, when you talk about this team, what Tim says, I agree with 100%. This team can win a championship with different iterations because of Joe Burrow, whether it's the three-headed monster they have at the wide receiver position now, or if they continue to rebuild, this team will be good because of their quarterback. But just how good? Think about how hard it is to get to a Super Bowl. This team has gotten to a Super Bowl and then was in the AFC Championship last year where they fell just a little short. Now, the decision or what we're going to have to learn in the future is, is this Boomer Esiason's Cincinnati Bengals? Mm. Do you get there one time? Mm. And does John Taylor catch the slant, score a touchdown, and now you can't win another championship? Is this Jim Kelly's Buffalo Bills where you're always very good and you're right there knocking on the door and you actually never get a ring or does this team get over the hump and here's the final thing think about all the amazing players that played basketball during the era of Michael Jordan's three-peat and then repeat three-peat Bulls. You had the Patrick Ewins, you had yeah. Reggie Miller, you had John Stockton, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. You had all of these players that were so good that couldn't get a championship. Well, guess what? Michael Jordan now plays football and he wears 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, you know what? Listen, here's the deal. T. Higgins has one year left on his contract. So the Bengals internally had to say, Let's let him get to the end of that contract. Let's see how it plays out. And we'll address it after this year because it's a win-now league and they have a window of opportunity. But, Arce, you bring up the NBA, I'll bring up the NBA. And I think this team looks like a modern NBA team where you give a super max contract to Joe Burrow, a max contract to Jamar Chase, a max contract to T. Higgins, and then everybody else, you okay. get a lot of young rookies who are cheap talent and try to close. fill in from there. <laughs> so what you're telling me is Bengals are currently looking to fill out the rest of the roster with their Bruce Brown, who was awesome last night. And of course, yeah. big, big buckets down the stretch. Exactly. All right. So Joe Burrow, by the way, was the only quarterback to rank top five in touchdown passes, pass yards per game and completion rate last season. They got to find a way to keep that guy. I'm sure they will. Hey, my how things have changed in Baltimore where everything is looking up after an offseason that started off with plenty of uncertainty. Prior to Lamar Jackson signing that massive extension, the team signed Odell Beckham Jr., who might also play for the Nuggets, it looks like, to a one-year deal. He's coming off of an ACL tear suffered in the Super Bowl last year. Here's his head coach, John Harbaugh. I'm where I'm at right now, still in my process, and trying to gear up and get ready for week one. I feel good. I feel like if I need to take off running right now, I could take off running. You know, it, it, um, it's been a, a long journey this time around, um, and it was its own process, so I just had to take that for what it was. We're not going to be in a hurry to throw guys out there too much, too many reps. And, you know, he's in a place in his career where I think he feels like he has a lot to prove at this point. And uh, I think he feels like he's going to be the healthiest he's been in a few years, so let's go. OBJ is looking to provide a spark to this Ravens receiver room that struggled to do much of anything last year, averaging an NFL low 89 receiving yards per game while contributing seven touchdowns. Only the Steelers and Titans got fewer scores from their wideouts, and with all the hype around OBJ, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman, excluding return specialists, the Ravens are the only current franchise that has never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver before. That is a crazy stat, Tim. What do you think OBJ's role is in this offense? 
I think his role will be make a big play in a big spot. That's what I think his role will be. Like, mm -hmm. That's why I think that he is there. You know, at this point of his career, his age, his injury history, the fact that he's going into this, uh, this season coming off of what feels like a really long recovery from an injury, uh, and that he's going to an offense that, since Lamar Jackson's become the starter, has run the football 45% of the times that they – they are on offense. Like, like if they are a run-heavy offense, then I get that there's going to be changes there. But the reality is there's still going to be a team that is not a, a, a pass-accumulating team. Lamar Jackson throws the ball about 27 times per game throughout his career. That's very different when you look at Patrick Mahomes throwing it around 40, Justin Herbert around 40. Break, like Guys like that throwing it all the time, you're going to get volume. You're not going to have that type of volume for that receiving core. Oh, and by the way, Mark Andrews to be involved, you know, so much. And that's why I think it's more spot big play is what they're trying to get from him. A lot of newness on this offense, RC, including a new coordinator plus the receivers we've talked about. So if you're facing them, how do you approach it? You know what? This is going to be figure it out early on in the season because you're going to have to see what they become through the first four or five weeks when you finally have some tape of Todd Munkin game planning week to week. But it should feel like playing against the redeemed team, right? Do we guard Kobe? Do we guard D. Wade? Are we going to be on LeBron? If Bateman is healthy, OBJ is healthy, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers in the slot, and then Lamar Jackson at quarterback with J.K. Dobbins, they have so many options, especially putting you in one back, one tight end with three wide wide receivers on the field in all of that space. They can do so many different things that I believe that they can morph week to week if they need to to attack where defenses are the weakest. It's going to be extremely exciting to watch them game plan throughout the season and see what Lamar can do with this new cast of skilled players that surround him. I know that we talk about the NFL every day on this show and I know that the Ravens are often discussed. It kind of still feels like this is sort of the sleeping giant of the AFC with so much attention being yeah. paid Kansas City and Buffalo and Cincinnati, deservedly so. Keep your eyes out on the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so coming up, we have Anthony Richardson speaking live earlier today during the Colts minicamp. Here with the fourth overall pick had to say. We'll discuss the indie outlook. That's next. That's when I get my motion. Our bodies in the moment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Travis Kelsey has mastered the gridiron, but had some unfinished business on the diamond. And last night, as you can see, was his chance at redemption at throwing out the first pitch. Just a reminder, though, that Kelsey threw a first pitch at the Guardians game last year that was um, less than stellar. 
Was he trying to stop the clock at the end of the game? That was kind of a spike right there. He, of course, a good sport about it. Let's go back to last night. Surrounded by teammates, Andy Reid there as well. And how about this? It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Look at the improvement. Down the middle of the pike, too. Ooh, that's a strike right there. And, of course, after the strike, the team all gather together for a photo. Pretty good right there, Tim. I'm impressed by the development. Listen, he kind of slipped, too, on the, on the second attempt yeah, there. Yeah. Good, good. That is a redemptive story. You know what? Right a good there. time to remind people, RC, that LSU is playing in the Men's College World Series. Go Tigers. The buzz is about hey, Indianapolis. That's what, we do. that's what you do. Uh, as the team finally has its young quarterback, <laughs> that, of course, is Anthony Richardson. The first time they've had that young quarterback in place is Andrew Luck over a decade ago. Richardson keeping it light as he spoke to reporters earlier today. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. No, nah, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you want to be the starting quarterback here. I know, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, but what do you think will be the determining factor in in you getting that opportunity at some point? What do you think is going to get you? Honestly, I'm not sure. You know, um, I guess it's whenever Coach Stacken feels like I'm ready, you know, to be, be out there. You know, uh, he's confident that I know the stuff, confident I can lead the team, and confident I can win an NFL game. So it's just a matter of him, you know, Feeling like I'm ready or not, and just me trying to make strides every day. First of all, like the humor there. Uh, Tim, the Colts are still searching for answers at quarterback. Shane Steichen comes in from Philadelphia. Does this offense, you think, look like the one that he ran with Jalen Hurts? I think they eventually want to get there. I mean, I think that's why you draft the player that has Anthony Richardson's ability, is to be able to do things that you were able to do in Philadelphia. And what Philadelphia did, they were a, basically a this or that offense. They, they would package things. Hey, we had a quick game concept, or maybe we're running quarterback lead draw, or we've got a screen concept, or you know, there's maybe something backside. And by doing that, you create you know, an opportunity for the quarterback to make a good decision, to put your team in the best chance to run a successful play. And a lot of times that will involve a quarterback carrying the football, which we saw Jalen Hurts obviously do a bunch last year. The challenge ends up being this. Jalen Hurts played a lot of football before what we saw him do last yeah. season. Played a lot of football in college. He started some as a rookie, had another season as a, as a starter primarily. And so it's going to take time. Don't forget, 13 starts for Anthony Richardson. All kinds of ability, yes. But to get to that point where you're making those good decisions and you're doing all that, that, that is not happening overnight just because Shane Steichen is there. No, I think Tim makes the point of experience. Experience counts, right? And getting opportunities to play the game, make those mistakes, learn as you're on the field, those opportunities are huge. But you can't set your quarterback back or your organization back by not having your quarterback ready for that moment. So I think as Anthony continues to move along, you have to make sure he's hitting the benchmarks that you need him to so you know he's ready to take the field whenever he does. Jalen Hurts was kind of thrust into playing with Carson Wentz not doing some of the things that he was expected to do. Whereas you can be putting a plan in place for Anthony Richardson to have a package that he understands, to have a scheme that he can handle both physically and mentally. And the reason you drafted him fourth was this. We knew 
The two quarterbacks with the best film were drafted one and two. The two quarterbacks that were the most ready to play mentally were drafted one and two. When it got to four, you had to make a decision. Am I going to draft the alien and get him ready to play or not? And that's what they did. So now it's on Shane Steichen to expedite that process, but make sure they're moving him along as they need to. Gardner Minshew, of course, the other name in that quarterback room right now. But at some point, whether it's sooner or later, It'll be Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. All right, not done here on NFL Live is when we get back. Eyebrows were raised as Stephon Diggs no-showed at the team's mandatory minicamp in Buffalo. Shefty is back with the latest on what feels like a pretty murky situation right now. Back on NFL Live and time to check back in with our Adam Schefter on the top stories and Shefty lots of wide receiver news to get into and let's begin with DeAndre Hopkins. Well he's coming off a visit with the Tennessee Titans over the weekend field that wrapped up Monday he's next scheduled to go and visit the New England Patriots let's see if he can find what he's looking for in either Tennessee or New England two teams that have expressed interest in his services now that he's a free agent can visit anywhere he wants we'll see if any other visits or interest materialize but those are the two teams right now that appear interested in signing him at some point Tennessee and New England. Justin Jefferson present at the Vikings mandatory mini camp today. There's been a lot of discussion, speculation about whether Jefferson will get a new deal at some point this offseason. The two sides don't appear to be close to that at this point in time. That always could change, but in the interim, Jefferson is not staying away. He is going through practice even without that contract extension right now. And meanwhile, Stephon Diggs was not present at the mandatory minicamp practice today. His agent said he was there earlier this week, reported with everybody else, underwent a physical, and Stephon Diggs has spent the last two days meeting with head coach Sean McDermott, general manager Brandon Bede. Sean McDermott said today he's very concerned. Josh Allen said that there are issues, so clearly there are some situations here that the two sides have to work through and Diggs is expected to be in the facility tomorrow where more meetings and discussions will occur to see if both sides can figure out a solution to whatever has been the issue yeah. that has bothered Stephon Diggs throughout the offseason. Yeah, Tim, I think it's important that we highlight that last thing that Shefty said. The baseline right now is that we don't know a whole lot. We just know that there is something going on here. But what do you know or what do you excuse what do you make? of this current situation involving Stephon Diggs. Well, it seems like, well, Josh Allen said it's not football. We don't think it's money. And so it's really becomes in, you know, a, a relationship issue between Stephon Diggs and the organization. So that could mean someone in the front office, could mean somebody on the coaching staff, could be one of his teammates, although it doesn't appear to be Josh Allen. And so, uh, look, I think that my concern would be this. Let's say it's a, an issue with an offensive coach. And because you're not feeling like you're getting used enough or you're not uh, your role isn't what you think that it should be. Well, now all of a sudden, let's say you're able to fix it. You're able to mend kind of the issues, deal with it now. Well, how does that manifest when you get into a high pressure moment late in the season? Like, is that trust still there from that repaired relationship? That's where I think this could be something that is happening in June that could matter in January. You know, I think that 
when you look at who the Buffalo Bills have been, they've been more family than teammates. The relationship between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, what we saw from them when DeMar Hamlin was injured this season, it seemed that that locker room was extremely tight. I believe that's why this is more concerning not only to me, but to head coach Sean McDermott. He's looking at a situation, and if it isn't money, if it isn't football, then how do you fix it? If it is truly relational, if it's Stefan Diggs having an issue with the organization or with someone within the organization, how is that situation rectified? And can they move forward with trust? Can they move forward with one singular focus? And when you take things away from the field and when you take things away from business, this is when we've seen not only relationships and teams fold, but we've seen organizations fold and have to start to rebuild. And so it is paramount that this is taken care of throughout the rest of this offseason or I think a team like the Buffalo Bills who have been perennial contenders can find themselves on the outside looking in, especially with how the AFC East has improved and also teams like the Baltimore Ravens in other divisions. Yeah, it's a great point about just how this team fits into the AFC. And Tim, I just, you look at the contract, because the team restructured the deal back in March, it makes it basically impossible to trade Stephon Diggs. But to further RC's point, there's some scenario in which Stephon Diggs either isn't there or isn't seen eye to eye with this organization. Like, what does that mean for the Buffalo Bills outlook? Yeah, it changes everything. He's, you know, outside of the quarterback, he's been their best offensive player. And so I think that, you know, that's why when you hear Josh Allen talk about, you know, what he means to him as a player and, and all of that as a teammate, but then also, like he talked about communication and why it's important to be on the same page. I said this earlier. Sometimes a guy's upset at the end of the season. If it doesn't get addressed, which often happens, mm. and people go on their way, leave to go home for the offseason, and then come back, you just stew on it all offseason. And guys come back angry, and it feels like that is what's happened, like, like that's what's happened here. What's happened here is this. Stephon Diggs has had an expectation that this team would win a championship. Stephon Diggs stayed on the field to watch the Kansas City Chiefs celebrate the AFC championship three years ago because he expected to be back. Well, guess what? He hasn't gotten back. He didn't get back when the Kansas City Chiefs outdueled them on that same field the year after. He didn't get back last year when Joe Burrow came in like Jon Snow and took out the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. There's frustration there, and there's frustration because he feels like he's not being used correctly in those times to rectify right. it. And so I don't know how they get this fixed, but it has to get done because everybody is better together in Buffalo. And if Stefan Diggs isn't a part of that, you can expect a huge drop off. Yeah, pressure cooker seems to be upon the Buffalo Bills right now with all the expectations and the talent on that roster. You got to win big when you don't. Things like this can happen. NFL Live is back tomorrow. If anything happens with the Buffalo Bills, we'll have the cover start to finish.